So, well, some of y'all, this is your first time on a fifth Sunday checking us out. We talk about money. Talk a little bit. Now, we've been doing this now for a year. Uh, this is the start of the second year. And to be honest with y'all, part of this is like stuff that I actually wanted to start with. But I knew if I started there, well, I would have lost a whole lot of y'all. Most of y'all, probably all of you. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about economics. Talk a little bit about who's in the White House, why it doesn't matter. We'll talk a little bit about uh, goals for this year. If you remember last year, we started out with goals. Some of y'all looked at me crazy until we got to the end and you look back and went, oh, man, we did that. It's okay. He's going to get you too. I'm kind of good at this money thing, mostly because I didn't screwed up enough to learn a few lessons along the way. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about what the year will look like. Okay. So just as I did last year, laid out the year and what we're going to build to. And I told you at the beginning of last year that we were building to something for this year. Okay. So this year, I'm telling you again, we are using this year to build to something even greater in 18. It is very intentional. It is very purposeful. It is very much where I want us to get and I truly believe that if I can get you there, you don't have to go all the way with me. Just kind of lean with me. That we're going to do something that many people who look like us don't do. You see, 70% of the United States economy, when you look at GDP, almost 70. It's like 68, 69, 67, depending on the year. Pretty much 70% almost. Depends on consumption. What is consumption? It's us buying gas, it's us renting houses, it's us buying clothes, going out to eat. It's all of those things that we purchase to consume. 70%. Now, as I transform the way y'all think a little bit, somebody is going to think, wait a minute, what about that other 30? portion of that is from the government, from government spending uh, some of the programs around military, homeland defense, CIA, FBI, all those intelligence agencies, all the other things that we use, uh, whether it's EPA, which apparently is going away or something like that. People don't like it, which is crazy. Because I don't know if y'all are aware of this. If we screw, screw up the world, the world will fight back and we lose. Like there is absolutely no scenario under which we mess up the world and we win. I promise you, we will all die and the world will keep on going. <laughs> so protecting the environment is probably a good idea. I don't care if things are going to go bad in 50 years or 70 years. Truthfully, it doesn't matter. Because going bad in the environment means everybody goes away. <laughs> so it's kind of how I think about it. Kind of like that Social Security argument. There was a point where people were arguing about whether it was going to be this year or 20 years later. I said, it doesn't matter what year it is. It's going bad. We got to fix it. Because if you wait to get there, then it's already too late. <laughs> you got to fix it soon. Anyway, that's that. So that 10% or 12%, depending on the year, is kind of government related. The rest of that is about production. Now, why this is interesting to me, and I hope it will be interesting to you, is because the people who produce get all that other 70% in income. Let's think about this. We brought up Walmart, and I'll use it just because, well, they're kind of close and we kind of know them, right? If Walmart closed the largest 100 supercenters in its entire fleet, now, let's be clear, the supercenter format is the most productive, profitable, format of any retail thing ever created in man's history, ever. We can prove it, we can see it, we can walk through it. If Walmart closed the top 100 sales producing stores, completely closed them, and all of that money went away, did not even come back to Walmart, it went somewhere else, okay? Walmart would still be a $400 billion company. I want you to stop and think about that. Because most of the time we say, ooh, these are so important. But you lose perspective on scope. It's what happens with us and our money. We do it all the time. Ooh, I got to have this bag, house, car, whatever it is. But it blows up everything else. We lose perspective on what to do with the rest of that. And I told y'all 
way back in January 16, that I absolutely have a serious problem with churches using that verse in Malachi to beat people over the head about robbing God, but not telling them what to do to not rob God. I'm pretty sure that most people who are in jail for petty crime did it because they were trying to survive, not because they were trying to be malicious. You go steal a billion dollars, Bernie Madoff. You doing that to kick it. You go out there and you sell $400 worth of crack over the course of a year or over the course of a week. You're doing it to pay rent. Which is why you saw our last president commute so many sentences of people who had committed petty crimes. There is a critical difference between doing something to survive and doing something to be malicious or to be greedy. And now, wait, 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 before you jump all that, see? Because I know I said some stuff in there that church people like to hear. Let's be very clear on this greedy thing. If I get all of what I'm due, that's not being greedy. If I try to take yours, that's being greedy. We have a serious problem in that we will not ask for what we are due. When was the last time you told your boss you wanted a raise? Notice I did not say ask. I will always hold up as a funny point in my business school career. I had an engineering prop talk about a business he had run. And somebody came to him and told him he wanted more money. I demand more money. He said, well, why? He said, you're not paying me what I'm worth. He said, of course not. Then I wouldn't make a profit. <laughs> y'all do it that what y'all want to. Being greedy is taking somebody else's. Getting what you earn. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. How it's supposed to be. So today we're going to spend a whole lot of time talking about mindset. Uh, Raph, am I working? Yep, there it goes. But first, before we get into the money, any of the Fellowship of Champions, North Central Dilworth is registered as an investment advisor with SEC. Content here and is presented to this as a discussion of informative purposes only. It should not be considered as renewal of investment, legal, or financial advice, recommendations, transactors, solicitation of business. Usual disclaimer that we always give. Y'all have one. Let's go. Here's a schedule of what we're going to talk about this year. It's a little tough to see, I know, so I'll tell you what it is. Oh, got a little flash. Uh, January is going to be mind over money. It is our mindset. Now, let me tell you right now, I go nuts when I hear people talk about change your mind, change your mind, change your mind, change your mind, period. Because that's not it. I promise you, you go to any steakhouse you want and change your mind about whether or not you want a steak, that don't mean you're going to get one. Certainly doesn't mean you can pay for one. You have to change your mind and do something. And do something. We're going to get into that in a second. April's going to be about the best offense. Come on, sports fans, the best offense. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, July is going to be about 2018 prep, and October will be about review and wrap-up. We do sneak in a, a fifth, fifth Sunday this year. is December 31st, but I don't know where y'all going to be. I ain't saying nothing. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, so a little bit. Is that better for you guys? Okay, good. Uh, so a little bit about 2016, real quick. Uh, we started out with a simple strategy. We're going to eliminate or minimize anchors. We're going to proceed on priority. And we're going to enable opportunism. Everybody has anchors. We want to minimize or eliminate them from our financial world. We're going to do that by tackling debt. We're going to do that by having a budget. We're going to do that by thinking better about what we want to do instead of thinking what feels good right now. Proceeding on priority is just about having a list of things that we want to do and going after those things. And if it's not part of that list, don't do it. So often we get distracted and find ourselves going the wrong direction because why? Well, something shiny over here caught our attention. Somebody, uh, what they say in uh, the movie, Gladiator poured honey in my ear until I started screaming Republic. Somebody told you something sweet. And you say, oh, well, let me stop that. We're we, we going to get on our priorities. That's where it's going to start. Uh, and it's always also about enabling opportunism. We cannot take advantage of a lot of the opportunities that show up in front of us because we don't have the money to do it. Bill Gates walks in today, says, Fellowship of Champions, I want to invest with you guys. We're going to do a water program here in Northwest Arkansas. I guarantee you it's going to return at least 25%. We need $100,000. Could we do it? Got to think about it. <laughs> Got to think about it, right? 
It doesn't mean opportunity isn't there. That is the problem that we have. In fact, Pastor Sean shared with us a few weeks ago about uh, the widow who pouring out oil and he said, go get all of the empty jars you could find. When, when Elijah came, he came, came and told her, go get all the empty, empty jars you could find. He didn't say go to the store and buy some more. He didn't say sit on the wheel and make some. He said go get the empty ones, the cast off ones. See, we have opportunities in our lives that are sitting there right now, but because we are out of order in our financial lives, we can't go forward with them. Right now, I guarantee you, I would have at least four more businesses if I had a little bit more money. I already got them playing. I actually, do you guys, uh, you guys remember Purple Rain? Y'all, y'all see the movie Purple Rain? You remember the scene when Prince walked in the house, he was mad at his daddy, and he looked, looking for me to turn his body all crazy, looking for, where are you? And he went down the basement, and he started throwing all the music, all, all the paper up in the air, and then he started looking at it and realized that it was songs that his daddy had written. And he looked at it, paid attention to it. Then he started playing some of those songs. If you were a parent, what would it be like to die and leave a treasure trove of business opportunities for your kid to walk into and leave the money for them to go do it? I didn't have that. I don't know about y'all. I didn't have that. My boy, you're going to have a little different experience, though. I'm not suggesting to you that you have to do what I do. But at least learn from some of the stuff and make an active choice. Choose to not do it. Choose to do something different. Choose to go your own way. If you can get this much from me and add your this much to it and it makes you better, cool. I'm good with that. I don't need you guys to all be like me. You say, oh, I don't want you to do it. Trust me, I do not want you to do it because, I, I, you, boy, you'll need some time and some stuff you got to deal with. But I also want to have an honest conversation about you. Because we sing these songs about enlarging our territories, enlarging our territory, but guess what? That means you got to get some new equipment. And if you got to get some new equipment, uh-oh, that means you got to learn how to operate that equipment. I bought a million-dollar combine. I'm about to go get all this corn. I just knocked down my house because I don't know how to drive it. That's part of it, right? We sing these songs, but we don't think about the implications. Here, I'll give you another one. There was this guy. He was elected president of the United States. His name was Barack Obama. You may have heard of him. I watched in 2008 all these images of older black people crying. And for the most part, they all said the same thing. But it wasn't until about the last year or so that I actually started thinking about what they said. And it blew me away. Because what they were saying, most people, I think, missed. Most of those older black people said, I never thought I would see the day when a black person would be elected president. And we say, yeah, but yeah, we're there, yeah, yeah. But think about what they said. I would see the day. They didn't say, I never thought a black person would be president. They said, I never thought I would see it. See, that whole thing about looking to the hills from whence cometh your help that get people all excited and ah! Coming from the Lord. I don't know about you. I've never looked to a hill that I was standing on. But that's how we go through our lives. We go through our lives exactly like that. We never take time to look up and look down. Because the further away that hill is, the more help can come from there. And the more we can see. But that also means we got to do some work, potentially, to get to that hill. Right? we got to do some work. So... We talked about some of those things. I want you to focus on this. We informed you. We wanted to enlist you to participate in what we were doing, 2016. Get it all, inform, and enlist. That's all 2016 was about. We talked about how the garden would grow. Up, down, all around. Very simple things that we want to focus on. Spending efficiency. It doesn't mean stop spending money. It means get more for what you're spending. We want you to have a better experience. We want you to get more. In economics, it's called utils. Don't ask me what a util is. It's something somebody made up because nobody wanted to talk about widgets anymore. Right? Down. It's value-driven investment. Those are our roots. Investment. What is the number one investment you can make? In yourself. 
in yourself. I want you to invest in yourself. That's going to be our roots. I promise you, there's all these verses in the Bible that talk about agricultural things. One of the things you will, you will find is that when God wants to talk about depth and strength and permanence, talks about the roots and the foundation. Why? Because all this stuff above the ground that gets pretty that people see, it can go away. But if the roots are strong, the roots are strong. It's going to come back. Don't come back. My grass is all brown right now. Guess what's going to happen in about two months? Coming back. Why? Because I focused on roots. Same way with you. Same way with you. For years and years and years, and it's kind of funny, I was having this tough time just working, just grinding, grinding, grinding. It wasn't tough because things were bad. It was tough because it was hard work. Right? Remember, we talked about there is a big difference between can't do and challenged by. I was challenged by life at that point, and I was working through it. I was committed to it, and I used to sing something real simple. It was something that was part of my roots. I can do the impossible. I can see the invisible because I got faith. I used to walk through whole days just repeating that over and over and over and over because it did not matter what was happening around me. It didn't matter what other people saw. It mattered what I was putting in myself to grow those roots, to strengthen them, because from those roots, we're going to sprout the oak. And if you keep messing with me and give me enough time, there's going to be a few more oaks around. And then I'm going to buy something else. Maya Angelou said in a nice documentary about it that we got a chance to see a few weeks ago. She said, my grandmother didn't buy anything except land. Y'all do with that, which y'all will. Seventeen. Composition, activation. That's what this whole year is about. We started out talking about our credit score last year. That was it. Think of your credit score the same way you think of your weight when you step on a scale. That's a good measure if that's all you got. But the fact of the matter is your body composition is more important than your weight. You can change your weight very easily by changing your body composition. You can change your body composition and not change your weight. Your body will notice the difference. Your weight may not. So which one do you want to be? A cute weight or a cute body? You want healthy in your body or do you want healthy on that or low number? It's up to you. So we start out with that credit score. That credit score is your weight. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what's in your credit report. Now, that may sound interesting, may sound odd, may sound strange, because, well, for some of us, last year was the first time we'd ever looked at our credit report on our own. This year, I can tell you right now, your first homework assignment is to pull your credit report and compare this year's to last year's at the same time. Now, for those of you who are using annualcreditreport.org, uh, the free site, or .com, uh, the free site from the government, you may have to wait a couple of days because they do make you stick to the one year. Uh, and I think last year we pulled on the 30th or the 31st, uh, so you may have to wait until February 1st. But pull your credit report. Compare them. Sit them side by side. Does this year look better than last year? If you've already done it, does this year look better than last year? It didn't happen because it just happened because you were cute and showed up. It didn't happen because I stood up here and jumped up and down. It's because you took the time to focus on activating what I told you. That's the second thing is activation. These are our goals and you will see they are about activation. We're going to pay off another $250,000 worth of debt. Another one. Why? Because we can. We're going to side hustle Christmas. What does that mean? I'm going to ask you, beg will you, plead with you, do not spend a single penny on Christmas that you did not get from your side hustle. Whether that was driving for Uber, working some overtime, maybe you sold some stuff on the internet, maybe you sold some stuff out of your garage on a garage sale. I want you to figure out an alternative means of funding Christmas because I am sick and tired of seeing people go deep into debt so that somebody else can get a gift on the, uh, the, God, or the Christ's birthday. That don't make no sense. It's my birthday party and y'all get gifts and I don't get nothing. Oh, and you in debt because of it? People come into the new year with thousands of dollars of debt. Why? Because they wanted gifts for people who gonna tear them up and then send them in the corner. 
If you have small children, please, 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 don't buy them expensive gifts. Give them a box and paper. They're going to play with that anyway. <laughs> Just give them a box. Give them a box. Donovan got DJ equipment for his first Christmas. I was like, oh, my God. I got a cute picture of him on it. I'm like, he ain't going to be able to do nothing with this for six years. Why in the world are we getting DJ Grandma and grandpa bought that, not me. Oh, did mommy buy that? I don't know. You, it was an investment. You invested. You invested. The next Steve Aoki. All right. <laughs> Travel around the world. Oots, 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 oots. Put Jesus in that. <laughs> but buy him a, give him a box. You don't even have to buy him anything. But think about it. If we side hustle Christmas, maybe it's two thousand. Some of you it might be ten thousand. Some of you it might be five hundred bucks. Why not? Why not? So you, you don't, does, it, does anybody spend $10,000 a year on Christmas? Yes, they do. It's just not y'all. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of my water drink. Why? We are talking about mindset. We're changing the mind this year. Remember, 70% is based on production. We need to get ourselves into that other side where we are grabbing from the, what, the production side, from people who are spending on, on the consumption side. I'm sorry, 70% based on consumption. I think I said production. We want to be with the producers. Right now, here, I will give you a start. It's January about to be February. That means you got 11 months. I will give you a head start on your side hustle Christmas. There's a website called Alibaba. Anybody ever heard of it? What does Alibaba do? Exactly. Alibaba is a place where manufacturers, most of them not in the U.S., go to uh, sell their wares. You can order 500, fill in the blanks. You can buy 1,500, fill in the blanks. You know what they will do? They will ship it to Amazon. You can open up a storefront on Amazon and sell stuff that you've never actually touched. I have a coworker. His entire goal this year is to get his wife who sits at home 50,000 bucks a year. That's all. That's all. This is exactly what he said. That's all. I just need her to make uh, maybe an extra 50. An extra 50. <laughs> just 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 that. that's an extra. Another person I know making $150,000 a year chilling, doing this on Alibaba. Doesn't care what he sells. Doesn't care. As long as it sells. I'm not saying that you should go out there and do that. However, you might want to consider this as an option. It's an alternative. Maybe you cook. Maybe you clean. Maybe you wash cars. Maybe you babysit. Maybe you're really good in math and you want to tutor some people. Maybe you know a little bit of stuff about finance. Teach a class at church and through it, get some consulting gigs. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Side hustle Christmas. Don't bury yourself in debt trying to buy gifts just because. Just because. Just because. Anybody ever get socks for Christmas? Socks. 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 How many of y'all still buy socks for Christmas for your kids? Now, nah, I'll put y'all hand down. You know you don't. Your kid coming in here in a Ferrari pedal car talking about, oh, mama, I don't like this. Walking around talking about, oh, yeah, my kid. Your kid got a coach purse for birth. I had a friend. No joke. This is no joke. This is no joke. I had a friend. His girlfriend at the time became pregnant. She put him on the Tiffany gift registry. Turns out it wasn't his kid. But she put him on the Tiffany gift registry so that she could get all this fancy stuff. Now, the interesting thing about this, she did not own anything from Tiffany herself, but she was going to make sure her baby did. I don't know about you, but this week, no child of mine is going to get a $250 rattle from Tiffany. Now, there may come a time in my life where I have enough money, 
but just something down in that Oak Cliff section of me. Just, <laughs> just ain't okay with a $250 rattle for a baby. I ain't saying you got to be like that, but for me, I got to get there. Next up, 16 businesses. I'm tired of y'all coming to me telling me about your business idea. Not because I'm tired of hearing it. I want you to do something. Come talk to me. Let's do it. I'm a let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I don't care. We figure out the rest. We figure it out. We figure it out. I don't care what it is. What it is. Do it. Try it. Put something together. Go buy some stuff that don't make sense and figure out how to make it work. Sean Strickland gave us a $20 challenge. What was it, last year? Was that last year? That was last year. 20 bucks. Here, take 20 bucks and see what you can build. The interesting thing about it, I'm pretty sure the person who made the most money was the least educated person who tried. Wasn't it Kaylee? I think it was Kaylee. It was Kaylee, high school student. All you adults with all your education and sophistication, you couldn't even turn it into something. Why? Because you have learned to fear failure. That's what you've learned. They beat it into you in school. Yes, they have. Why do you think Bill Gates dropped out? Why do you think Mark Zuckerberg dropped out? I'm not telling you that the money doesn't come with the education because, yes, you need to have the expertise. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, if you don't do it, do it. Do it till you're satisfied. You ain't going to get there. <laughs> Some of y'all got it. Y'all didn't get it the first time I did it. First time I did it, y'all didn't get it, but that's okay. I knew I'd bring it back. But that's it, right? So you all educated and sophisticated, and you patting yourself on the back because you got that Benz and the big house. Meanwhile, old boy in the hog washers, y'all down yonder, y'all know what hog washers are. Driving an old pick em up truck. Is making $250,000 a year filling up vending machines. And you struggling to figure out if you're going to be able to keep the lights on more than two months. Walmart laid off a whole lot of people over the past couple months. I don't know everybody's financial situation, but the people I do know, they're looking for another job. It doesn't matter what level they are. Because I told you, there's not a whole lot of difference between $50,000 a year and $250,000 a year because come Monday, you're going back to work. Yeah, you might have a little nicer car, a little bigger house, but you back at work on Monday. There is a huge difference between owning and working for. Register these 16. Let's talk about them. We'll figure out where they are. We'll figure out how they go. I don't really care what they are. You a doll maker? Cool, let's do it. You know how to teach violin? Let's get it. You sold costumes real good. I saw Cirque du Soleil. Let me tell you something. Costume makers make a lot of money. <laughs> I just went yesterday, or what was it, two days ago. I was there. I was like, ah, dog, that's elaborate. That's beautiful. Them people make a lot of money. YKK on your zipper. Billion dollar company you've never heard of until Big Boy said it in an outcast song. But everybody has a zipper. Billion dollar company. You've never heard of it. it. No, what are we doing? Well, I got on Ancestry.com, and they told me that my people came from, from Western Africa. <laughs> now, I ain't trying to make light of anybody's situation, but I do want to point out, if you are black in America and you are the descendants of slaves, there is a very, 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 very high likelihood that your people came from Western Africa. If you want to know that, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But understand, don't go into debt to do it. Read a book at the library. Come to my house. I got some stuff. You can read it. You don't have to spend it, right? But guess what? That's the producer taking from that consumer. Last up, we're saving a million dollars. Yes, I did say a million dollars. Yes, I did say we. All right? I suspect, based on what I think, that it'll take us two years to do it. I think it'll take us two years. Anybody disagree? I don't care. I'm still going to think it. <laughs> I don't really care. I believe in y'all. <laughs> I actually believe in you guys. I believe in your ability to activate. But what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to get so fed up with where you are that you are going to want to change. You're going to have to say, forget this, man. I'm tired of this. 
I'm tired of this. I'm tired of running out of money before I run out of month. I'm tired of scraping. I don't mind spending the extra 30 minutes a month looking at my budget to make sure that things are lined out. Yeah, I did say 30 minutes a month. I'm pretty sure y'all spend more time net watching, fill in the blank. You have to say I'm tired. You have to say I'm fed up. And then you have to say I want more. A word I absolutely, actually it's a term, a term I do not like and I absolutely drives me nuts. You deserve it. No, you don't. No, you don't. You earn it. You earn it. People who tell you you deserve this, salespeople trying to get more of your money, your friends lying to you trying to make you feel good, or you lying to yourself trying to justify why you want to do something that don't make no sense. I deserve ice cream. Think, you in the gym, got on 12 layers of clothes, took 17 selfies, 17 fine, fit for summer, every angle. Got video, Facebook Live, girl, I'm at the gym right now. Ain't even breathing hard. If you can hold a phone conversation on a treadmill, you ain't working. You ain't working. (laughs) Stop lying to yourself. All you Christmas resolution or New Year's resolution people going in the gym, making long lines and clogging up stuff. You know why people are looking at you? It's because you got on enough clothes to warm up the entire globe and you ain't sweating. You just own that thing. That means you ain't working. You got 17 selfies running on this thing. Get off the machine. Get them clothes off and get serious. People who are serious in the gym, they will look at you funny because you know why? You look like you want to quit. And they are waiting for you to quit so they can use what you messing up. That's what's happening. They ain't looking at you because you out of shape. They looking at you because you come in there dressed not for the game. You come in there, you got on. Spandex, this hair all wrapped up, a hat to the side. You coming in with your friend giggling. Hey, 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 we gonna get on the wibbity boo. In there for 15 seconds, then talking about, who I need some frozen yogurt. <laughs> Let's go get the 100 calorie, girl. We, we on this fit. You burned eight calories in the gym, and you're gonna go eat 100 calories of frozen yogurt. It ain't, it ain't set on the side just for women. It's men too. Y'all go in there. Ain't been in the gym since you were 19 years old. Gonna try to get under the bench press. Lift up all the weight. You can't even get the bar off. Talk about, ooh, I need to stretch. Stop lying to yourself. We know you can't do it. We looking at you because you like, man, you can't do that. You gonna hurt yourself. Doing curls in the squat rack. God, dog. Get out the squat rack. I'm sorry. I don't know how much Jesus was in that. I think that was a lot of surgery, but. <laughs> anyway, but the point here, ladies and gentlemen, you got to be prepared for that purpose. Let's get ourselves fit for the purpose. It starts with changing your mind. It steps into and evolves into activating your, your body, your actions. You got to change something. You got to do something. Get up. Get out. Get something. Get up. Get out. Let's save this million dollars. Y'all with me? Yeah. All right. Let's play a little bit. Here's a pop quiz. What's next? One, two, three. Anybody say anything other than four? What is it? It's four, four, four or five, right? One, two, three, four, it's a simple sequence. I can argue that it could be five in that space, depending on how you do the math. I could also argue that it could be six, depending on how you do the math. It's not hard. It's not hard. Do it again, Jimmy. Shoot, I like that. See, ladies and gentlemen, in pattern recognition tests, when they actually test people to do this stuff, you have to get four numbers. 
before you can determine what the fifth one is. You need four. Three is not enough because any number of things can affect the outcome. Now, the reason most of you said four is because you were taught that. Zuckerberg ain't thinking four. He's down here, maybe somewhere else. Essence, Black Enterprise Magazine, founders of Nishimba, they weren't thinking four. Them people who sat at the lunch counter, six. They weren't doing the same math as us. We're doing this because we've been trained. But you cannot come in here and tell me you can do the impossible, yet you balk at the fact that six could come after three. Don't tell me that. Don't sit in here and tell me let's get back. We're going to live on top if you're going to think four. See, ladies and gentlemen, if you watch sports, especially football, and I know y'all like football, at the end of the third quarter, they always show sidelines, and depending on the team you watch, you will often see this. People walking around, four fingers held up. Why? It's the fourth quarter. It doesn't matter what happened in quarters one, two, three. There is no column anywhere in a win-loss assessment that says who was leading in third quarter, at the end of third quarter. It matters who was leading at the end of the fourth. It matters who was leading at the end of the fourth. That is the one that is determined. Ladies and gentlemen, in the creation of the world, the first here, the first you hear being spoken was by God. God sent Jesus for our redemption, and when Jesus left, the comforter came. That was the Holy Spirit. Who's number four? We are. We determine, based on the free will that God gave us, what we do with the blessings he gave us. Don't tell me four has to be that. Tell me a six. Tell me a seven. I don't care what it is. Don't settle for four when you were made for greater. Why are we selling? We have to change our mind about our money. The reason some of you are still not plugged in and checked in is because you have chosen somewhere in your being to not do it. The people who have have seen results. I know this stuff works mostly because, yeah, I was broke. There was a time when I did not have money. Forget it. I used to ride the bus to school, save my money for gas to drive to work. That's how I got there. I didn't have the luxury of being able to ask my parents for money. I was the one sending them, sending my brothers cash if they needed it. I I remember one time, I actually went three straight weeks without seeing one side of my kitchen. Because I was getting up in the morning, I was walking out the door. And I wasn't coming back in until late, and I just throw my keys in there and I keep on going, go right to bed. Falling asleep praying. Being too tired to eat. Don't, I don't want it. I, I, I was at my mama's one day. I remember this. I remember it very well. I was laying on the bed. I had fallen asleep on her bed, talking to her. I don't know how much time had passed. She came back and said, sir, come on, come eat. I said, mama, I don't want to eat. I just want to sleep. Ladies and gentlemen, I know what it's like. I know what it's like. I also know what it's like to have enough money to go do what you want to do. I spent Christmas in Cuba. Where'd y'all spend it? My son walked around a place that most Americans, even those who travel out of the country, have never been. That's pretty daggone amazing. Think about that. My son actually expects to go on airplanes and travel. Not because I did something magical, not because I did something special, because I did the same stuff I'm telling y'all about right now. I invested in myself first, educated myself, made sure I learned, wasn't too proud to say, hey, I don't know. You come to me right now at work, I don't know what that is. And learn. I don't care who you are. You can learn something from anybody you come into contact with, even if it's what not to do. Anybody, anybody. We need to change our approach to how we think about our money, about our lives, and about where we're going and what we're capable of. I'm not on this one, two, three, four. I'm trying to figure out how I can get to something other than six. Please, 
Join me and stop thinking about one, two, three, four. Let's go somewhere else. Because I know you have it. I've talked to you guys. I believe in you guys. How many of you came to school or left from where you're from, came to school as a college student because everybody told you how smart you were? Everybody told you, you smart. You sure are smart. Ooh, you going to go far. You smart. And then you got to school and you were like, whoa, I'm average. No, you're not average. You're not. What you found out was that the people who were less capable kind of fell off, and you found yourself in a more purified environment. And I guarantee you, the higher you go, the fewer people there are. Because as the fire gets hotter, more and more of the dross burns off. Pretty sure that's in there somewhere. Burns off. And then there's a point where the fire gets so hot, hot that it actually starts to melt the gold. And the, the gold starts to go away. So you end up with less and less. The higher that heat gets, fewer people there. Don't be afraid to be by yourself. Now, wait, wait, wait. That don't mean go run off in the middle of a field somewhere. Because yeah, I'm by myself out here, but I'm going to do it myself. No. <laughs> but there's only one number one. I don't know if y'all are aware of that. There's only one number one. I like to use the example of Usain Bolt whenever people want to argue about who the greatest Olympic athlete is, and they say Michael Phelps. I say, yes, he's the most decorated Olympian ever. Absolutely, no question. Let me tell you who the greatest champion was, though. Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt ran so fast that he slowed down and still set a world record. Now, that's cool. I was actually kind of mad about it because I don't think you should slow down. I think you should run through the end. What impressed me is the guy who came in second place ran the fastest time in the history of the world if Usain Bolt didn't exist. He actually set a world record. He, Usain Bolt beat somebody who set a world record by a long way. Show me where Michael Phelps beat somebody who set a world record in the same race by a long shot. I'll wait. When you beat somebody who's done something that has never been done in the history of the world, I give you a couple of props right there. That's, I give you some respect. Don't talk to me about a whole lot of events where you did the same thing for the same distance. Just different ways. It's the same thing. Yes, you won a lot, but that's because there was a lot to win. Talk to me when you beat somebody who was the best ever. I think some of you guys have best ever in you. You just need to dust it off. You ever watch baseball? Batter come up and they kick dust across the plate. Umpire hates that, by the way. You know why they do that? Kind of obscure the corner, give themselves a little bit of an advantage. Obscure that corner a little bit. That's what happened to some of you through life. Somebody kicked a little dust on you. Somebody kicked a little moat dust on you. If I was in the old Baptist church right around here is where the pastor would come in and say, let me tell you a story about a goat and a whale. And let me tell you about this goat and the man who owned him said, well, you were my favorite goat. And yeah, I got to let you go. I don't want to, but uh, glory be, I'm going to bury you. High, high, and I'm going to throw this in. I'm going to throw this dirt in. And I'm going to throw some more dirt in. And I his dirt in uh, and by and by that farmer looked in that well and what did he see the goat was shaking off the dirt and uh, packing it down and uh, every time he threw some more in the goat would just shake it off and uh, he'd pack it down and uh, he by and by got high enough to step on out that well uh, step on out that well uh, step on out that well oh he stepped out I'm sorry. I shouldn't do that. I'm making fun of Billy Wayne McClendon. I know. That ain't right. <laughs> but that's the same mentality we need. And I know we're way too sophisticated for that kind of hooping and hollering. So let me tell you something. You need to learn how to shake that dust off. 
Shake it off. It was cute a few years ago. Ooh, shake them haters off. Shake the dust off. You left the dust. You shook the haters off, but you kept the dust. So what did you do to get the haters off? You went and bought a whole bunch of stuff to show them that you were better than what you really were. So now you're further in debt than you were before. No. Let them talk. Y'all made fun of me about my 1998 Nissan Altima number one. It was paid for. Ha ha. Number two, I spent less money, including maintenance, than you did on your car. Ha ha. Number three, it still runs. Ha no, the outside wasn't that pretty, but everything inside worked. Kind of like that Bible, huh? This is an old preacher. He say, oh, people whose lives are holding together usually have Bibles that are falling apart. Guess what happened? My average monthly cost of ownership for my car was about $375. I guarantee you, if you are making a car note right now, yours is higher. So... Here's something interesting. You spending more money to be cute. Come on. I was backing it away. Come on. Racks on racks on racks. Racks on racks on racks. Racks on racks. Yeah. All these books. Well, y'all see something y'all like? Oh, no, let's go. <laughs> y'all, you a little biased? You see something? You like Les Brown? I like Les Brown. He do good. Who? She up there? Who put the? Who did? Did you do this? Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, these are all books and people. Uh, talk about changing your mind. Les Brown. He was determined, deemed to be by the education system, educable, educable, uh, mentally retarded. He's eating pretty good. That's all right. That's all right. That's right. All right. That's right. That's exactly what he did after he ate that steak. Exactly what Les did. Shoot. Go and do it. Millionaire Mind, if you heard of the millionaire next door, Thomas Stanley actually wrote this is the research side of the million, that went into the millionaire next door. So what you'll typically see with these authors is they'll write the book that most people see, and then they'll have follow-ups. In the case of The Millionaire Next Door, The Millionaire Mind was the follow-up to it. And it actually talks about the interviews that he had with a lot of these people who were making money. It points out in the book that 90% of small business owners, after years of working, earn less than $160,000 a year. I thought that was interesting. I said, well, you can kind of get there just working at a job. I said, well, what about that other 10%? I wonder what they make. Haven't been able to find anything on it. But a little stat that helped me out. Any idea what percentage of the businesses in the United States uh, are classified as small businesses by the federal government? Any idea? What percent? Small businesses. Remember, small businesses, those are going to be the drivers of all employment. We're going to, 90? Did I hear 90? Somebody said 90? 40? 99.7% of the businesses in this country are deemed small businesses by the SBA. 40% of the employment comes from those 99.7 businesses. I'll let you do your own math. The key here is that if you're going to do it, do it. Do it. Do it till you satisfy. See, it doesn't matter where you started out. You keep doing what you need to do. Guess what? You get to the Hall of Fame. Y'all know who that is? That's Warren Moon. He was the first African-American quarterback in the NFL. Pretty sure he has a, well, he had up until recently, several records. He started out balling in the CFL because the NFL would not hire a Negro to come in here and run one of our teams. In fact, his first job was with the Houston Oilers. Interesting thing about the Houston Oilers, guy, y'all may have heard of him, Jerry Glanville. NFL hated Jerry. They hated him because he didn't care. He was more concerned about building a winning squad than he was about what the stagio NFL people said. 
So he went out and got the best quarterback he could find. Happened to be this guy. Won a few games, won some championships, did really well, and is hanging out in the Hall of Fame, still getting paid today. We have to forget about where we came from, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying you have to let go of what made you and forget who you are, but let's be honest. Most of us go back home. We can't hang out with our friends from high school. Them clowns talking about doing stuff that we stopped doing 15 years ago. Class 87, where was it? Who said that? Class 87. It's funny you say that because whenever I go to uh, Pittsburgh, Texas, my father's family from, that's what they all talk about. Oh, you, you classmates with so-and-so. Ain't he at AARP meeting right now? Why are you talking about high school classmates? What are you talking about? Yes, it's a cute way to talk with people and to connect with people and to have fun. It absolutely is something that I cherish and I appreciate. However, it is not representative of the limits of my development. See, they talk about it because for them, that was their high point in life. I talk about it because for me, it's a fond memory. We may be talking about the same thing, but it's not for the same reason. Similarly, there is a difference between running from something and running towards something. If you see somebody running, you don't know which one it is, but they do. If you are running from something, anywhere matters. Anywhere will work, right? If you are running towards something, nothing else matters, right? So when we talk about this stuff with this money, ladies and gentlemen, the first thing you have to do is give yourself permission to run towards something. Run towards it. Say, I'm, you know what? That was then, this is now, and over yonder is where I'm going. My mama Nim in the church. I'm, yes, I'm from Texas, if you didn't know. I'm a Texas kid. We say mama Nim. Uh, my mom and them used to sing this song. I'm going over yonder. Going over yonder. Going over yonder. We need to get some of that. Let's go over yonder. Why can't we own? Why can't we say this is ours? Why can't my name be on the side of a building? You know why? Because I haven't done it. Why can't it be Rich Mark? Sean Bain Consulting. Can't it be Tam Does Eatsy? Why can't it be? And now that you got this degree behind you, you got time to do great things. The Jansen Consulting Company. The Denner Design Studio. We pay for Kaylee to have a couple of days in school. That's how people talk about it. Let me tell you what actually happened, just in case you missed what actually happened. You sowed a seed through tithes and altars. Fellowship of Champions, sow the seed in Kaylee in the form of a scholarship. I plant stuff, and other farmers plant stuff, with the expectation that something's going to grow. Well, in our case, we're going to get ourselves a nice, very skilled, very well-trained, God-oriented, God-leaning, and informed young lady who is into interior design. That's not the same as interior decorating. It is different. It's more architectural. <laughs> Interior decorating, not to belittle you people, is about chairs, carpet, and walls and stuff. Design is about how you experience the space, how you move through the space, about where the lights are, about where windows are, about how you sit, how you experience it. You can even get into the acoustic aspects of it and think about how sound goes. It's about what you see when you're there, how you feel when you're there. So right around the time that Kaylee is gonna be needing to design something for a master's thesis or maybe even a doctoral, doctoral uh, presentation. Fellowship of Champions is gonna probably need an interior designer to design the building. So what we did was we sold our own solution for what we need. But wait, 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 wait. That's good. Since we're gonna pay her the market rate, she now has money to go out and start the Dedner Design Studio that goes on to become internationally renowned and win awards and employ people. So now, in no time, in no time, we have transformed our seed that we sowed into that other side of that GDP conversation. 
We like them old black people who didn't believe they would see it. If we are sowing with intention, we don't have to believe we're going to see it, but, that, but it's still growing. It's still going. All we got to do is keep, 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 keep it on with it. Just keep on. Because now that Kaylee does that, well, last time I checked, we got about 25 kids down there. And I'm pretty sure some of them want to be Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying we need to understand more about what it means to be a Ninja Turtle. Pretty sure some of them want to be princesses. That's not a bad job these days. But I'm pretty sure some of them want to be pilots. I know that because I've talked to them. I'm pretty sure, you know what? What happens when we open up a fellowship of champions in a foreign country? It would probably be good if we had a hookup for, with like an ambassador or something. Caleb, what you want to do? What y'all sewing? We don't have to go anywhere. We got solutions right here, right now. We are in the presence. I told you before, I think it was uh, somewhere around July. No, it was in, it was in uh, November. That if two of the next three presidents, we already got one in there, two of the next three presidents serve eight-year terms. Two of the next three serve eight-year terms. During the third president's term, we will have people on Mars. If you do the math behind that, you will figure out real quickly that our youngest kids down there will be just going to college. That means our oldest kids who are interested in computers and science could potentially be the same people who we saw in the movie just a little bit ago called Hidden Figures. What? What? Why? This is right now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not talking about some long distance far, far, far away. This is, this is what we have right now. There's a lady named Cheryl Sandberg. Anybody know her? She's the COO of, uh, of uh, Facebook. Outstanding. She wrote a book called Lean In and had corporate world on fire. Women were mad. Some women were happy. Men were mad. Some men were happy. Just, she wrote a book. She wrote another book called Option B. The title of the book comes from kind of a tragedy in her life. Her husband actually passed away uh, unexpectedly on a vacation. When she came back, they have a young son. He had committed to doing a father-son uh, event before he passed away. And she went to the event with their son, and fortunately for them, they had a strong group of friends, so one of her friends decided, or one of their friends agreed to step in so her son could still participate. But she was still having a hard time because, well, stuff like that brings out emotion. And let's be clear, crying over somebody who passed away does not mean you weak, it means you're human. It means that person meant something to you, right? So all y'all, I'm done, can't cry. It's men, I can't cry. Your granddaddy meant something, you cry. Grandmama, your mama, your uncle boo-boo, cousin T.T., whoever it was, cry. It's okay. But anyway, she's crying. She's having a tough time with this entire situation. She's struggling. She's in the back. And her friend, her name, his name's Paul, comes in. Hugs her. What's going on? She tells him. He says, well, option A isn't available. So let's just kick the stuffing out of option B. He didn't say stuffing, just in case you want to go look it up. Uh, it wasn't that I did give you the church edit. Pretty sure he had a few option B's. Ended in the whole thing. What about you? No, you weren't born to people who had a whole lot of money to send you off, so you had to take a pile of student loans. Let's get stuffing out of option B. Get them grades right. Yes, it would have been better to pay for school with scholarships, but now you got them student loans and you're working hard. Okay. Get option B. Let's get stuffing out of option B. Let's pay it off. Let's get after it. Let's save this million bucks. Let's knock out this 250. Ladies and gentlemen, do you realize that if we save this money, this million dollars in two years, that in the course of three years, we will have had a net $1.5 million swing in the net worth of this congregation alone. If I had told y'all that January 30th, 29th, 30th, 30th of last year, y'all would have looked at me like I was crazy. Now y'all looking at me like, I can figure it out. I can get there. 
See, oftentimes we focus on our problem that hurts us the most instead of focusing on the problem that can solve it all. You do it all the time. Do it all the time. So let's try one. Let's try one. Simple one. We have kids, right? What if there was a program that we started that would allow our seventh graders to take the SAT? So just like they get tracked through AAU for our sports, they can start getting tracked for academics. What if we did that? What's stopping us? Anybody? What's stopping us? What's stopping us? We could even have summer programs. They come in, teach. We got enough teachers around here who know stuff. We got teachers who built stuff already. What's stopping us? Y'all getting quiet and looking at me like you're mad or sad or something. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to the T Duke Talent Search. It already exists. In fact, it exists in this area. This is going on right now in Northwest Arkansas. This thing was started in 1980. Started out with a simple premise. Duke said, hey, you know what? We want to see where these academically qualified and gifted kids are. So let's get them into SAT prep programs for the seventh grade. Let's let them take the SAT, the actual SAT. They've expanded the program since the ACT, but they started with SAT. Then, here's what's interesting, five years your score falls off, so by the time you're senior, you can get the new score, right? So, so they start tracking these students, academically qualified. What does that do for Duke? It gives them a leg up in recruitment. Hey, we've been talking since you were 12. Come on to Duke. What does it do for the student? Oh, gives them a chance to develop even more and show themselves even more qualified. They get to be visible. You spending hundreds of dollars trying to travel around the schools and say, well, baby, you know. We have a goal of giving scholarships to our kids when they go to college. What if we decide that we have only five more years to do that? Five years, period. Anybody after that? No. And for the people who are more than five years out, we start them here. Duke has expanded this program to start at fourth grade and go all the way through uh, senior year. The crux is still the seventh grade SAT. Here's the website, just in case you didn't see it. You want to check it out. Now, how many of you in this room, I want you to think hard about this, how many of you know somebody right now who's participated in the Duke Talent Search? You know somebody, okay? You know somebody, know somebody. Okay, got a few hands. Every last one of you should raise your hand. Seventh grade, I took the Duke, uh, I participated in the Duke Talent Search. I actually forgot about the program. So I started talking to one of my buddies a couple of years ago about it. I said, oh man, yeah, 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 I remember that. I didn't know they had expanded it. Let's get involved in this. It's cheaper than giving them $10,000 to go to school. Now, we talked about spend efficiency, remember? We want to be more efficient with our spend. What if it takes us $6,000 to invest in a student here? And then they're able to get full ride scholarships to college. I'm pretty sure giving them six now, paying off 80 later, is a better investment than giving them 10 flat out. I'm not suggesting that where we are is a bad place. This is where we are. This is option B. So now that we have some runway and we can see where we're going, let's get on this option A. What y'all think? Hey, y'all ain't been this quiet in a long time. I'm going to see what else is going on. All right. Here's where it gets deep. Y'all ain't right. If you laughing, you ain't right. You ain't right. I know why you laughing. The, this is the Cobb-Douglas. This is Cobb-Douglas formula right here. This is the very first economic model of production in the United States. Okay? Very first. It is still used today. It's been part of other uh, models that have come along to show the development and evolution of the U.S. economy. Okay? I like this because, number one, it's simple. I know you're looking at it, it got a whole lot of letters in it. Don't worry, I'll tell you what they mean. Y is production. It's what is produced. It's stuff. A is total factor productivity. I'm going to come back to that, okay? L is labor. That means you working it. K is capital. That means the machinery that you employ. But it's a computer. In some cases, we actually start to, cap, uh, to count intellectual capital, so you're learning, okay? Alphas and betas, those are elasticities. If you put more in, do you get more? Do you get less? Okay. This A, total factor productivity, is a very interesting one because that's the one 
that we, that we control. It's our ability to deliver because we have experience in delivering. It's our proficiency at our jobs. How proficient are you? Do you have the latest skills? I asked you a while back, if you went to college, have you gone and educated yourself further, either through a licensing program or any type of professional development, any type of continuing education, additional uh, education or formal education? If you have, you are now more productive. This is a multiplier of this. That means the more productive you become, the more valuable your labor is to the final product. The more valuable your labor is to the final product, the more you are worth. The easier it is to say, I want a raise. The easier it is to say, that's okay, whomever I work for, I'm going over here where they're going to pay me more. We had people who grabbed 30% raises last year. I think I heard a 40%. I think I heard a 40 When was the last time you got a 40% raise? The last point I want to make here, ladies and gentlemen, in all of this, neither one of these people is involved. His name is not there. His name is not there. It doesn't matter who's in this office. This is what's driving it. And you control all of this. All right, so now your homework. Pull your credit report. Just pull your credit report. Get your budgets ready, and we're done. Any questions? All right. Y'all have fun. Y'all, what, dude, what's the, uh, can we, do? We, what are we going to do now? We're going to pray? What are we going to do? We already gave. That's all. Okay. Now to those who are, do we, what's the song? What's the song you sing in church with your whole hands? I can't remember. Anyway, y'all, what is it?